0: Hey, guess what everybody? It's another Subi and You podcast episode. I hope everybody had a great weekend. I don't really keep up with sports, but I do have to say I'm pretty proud that my Houston Astros are World Series champs again for the second time. It's the second time in the franchise history, but hey. It's got to happen sometime. First in 2017 and then now again in 2022. So I'm pretty proud of that. Even though I don't watch it, I didn't even know they were in the World Series until a few days ago. That's how much I don't follow sports. But I am from Houston, born and raised here, so I am proud that the Houston Astros won the World Series again. So go Astros. We have another great episode for you. I had Justin on the podcast. He goes by Rally Medic. So when we get into the conversation, you'll find out just what that means. We also talk about the Subarus that he has owned and owns. So that's pretty cool that he has more than one. And he also has another really cool story of something really, really cool that happened to him. And it was basically designed for him and you'll find out when we get into this episode so stay tuned this episode of the Subi New podcast is brought to you by our friends over at subarugear.com keep your noggin warm this winter with the wilderness trapper cap this 100 cotton canvas hat is enzyme washed for a soft comfortable feel and features faux fur trim with black piping and is perfect for keeping out the cold. The structured design ensures an ideal fit while the ear flaps keep your ears warm on the coldest days. Be sure to use the code SUBINU all spelled out to get free shipping on your order from subarugear.com. Thank you so much, subarugear.com, for sponsoring the SUBINU podcast. As you all know, Christmas is coming up and for Christmas I usually end up getting something for myself. It's a combination Christmas slash birthday gift because my birthday is in January, so it's not it's less than a month after Christmas. So with the holidays coming up, why not hook yourself up with a new set of wheels or lift kit from Rika VS? Rika is committed to providing you with the highest quality specialized wheels and lift kits that will allow you to travel further, experience new adventures, and discover extraordinary destinations. Rika wants to make sure that you are ready for anything wherever adventure takes you. Rika's flow form process creates both lightweight and durable wheels, which are of the highest quality and are built to satisfy the requirements of all of you adventure enthusiasts. Rika's lift kits raise your Subaru to protect the vehicle's underbody from damage while off-roading. The lift kits were also designed to increase the vehicle ride height in order to accommodate larger tires while maintaining the factory ride quality and alignment. The quest for adventure begins with you, and Rika is what gets you there. Be sure to use the code SUBU10 to get 10% off of a lift kit or a set of wheels like the Tetons that are on Pearl the Detours Seeker, or the new awesome Drifter wheel. Go check out rykavs.com and find your set of wheels or lift kit today. Thank you so much, vs. for sponsoring the Subie & You podcast. I just saw that there is another Apple podcast review. I appreciate everybody that has been writing reviews and rating the podcast. This one is from Wisco Subie. says, Great podcast. This is an awesome podcast that highlights why Subarus are not just amazing vehicles, but an amazing community as well. I appreciate the work you put in to keep this going and look forward to every episode. Thank you so much for your review, Wisco Subi. I really, really appreciate it. If you are also listening on Apple Podcasts, please go rate and give it a five-star review. Thank you. The other day, somebody asked me if I am not doing the shout-outs anymore, which I haven't been, and not because I don't want to. It's just been kind of difficult to keep up with them. But I will go find some shout-outs to do, because I know there are some out there. And I will t- make note of that and do some of those soon. But I do have an announcement to make. The merch store on the Sue and Podcast website... SubinuPodcast.com. The merch store is live and ready to go. So I've got some beanies and hoodies in there, as well as hats and t shirts. So go check out the merch store at SubinuPodcast.com. Get ready for winter. Keep your head warm. Keep your body warm. Go get yourself a beanie or a hoodie and rep your favorite podcast and show your love for this platform. I've had a few orders already, so thank you so much for those of you that have ordered and want to rep the podcast and support the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. So we're going to get into this episode now with Justin, who goes by Rally Medic and hear all about his story So, get ready for a really great conversation and something a little bit different for the podcast. So, it was really cool to talk to him. And we've got another Canadian on the podcast. So, that's really cool too. Still going international with this thing. Here we go. get this thing started right on well welcome to the Subi and you podcast i have justin here he is a rally medic and we will get into that in a little bit but i mean i already said your name but i guess kind of go ahead and introduce yourself and like let us know where you live because most of my uh audience and i guess most of my guests have been in the u.s but you are not in the u.s
1: No, um, my name is Justin. I'm from uh, Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada. Um, Born and raised here. I tried escaping a couple times, but uh, (laughs) never really worked out and found myself, uh, you know, living here now. And um, it's been home, Yeah, like I said, all all my life, but uh, traveled the States a little bit, but this is home now. Yeah, no, that's good.
0: Well, welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah.
1: I know it's been a while, but we got you
0: on here. And I don't know, you want to go ahead and just start off with what you were telling me, what today is?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So um, for those of you who don't know, I had a bit of a, you know, being a Subaru fan, I had something work out really well for me and entered a contest with Subaru Canada. Um, And it was like a year ago to the day where they took me out and I met kind of, One of my, one of my heroes, like a rally driver, a Canadian guy that's been really successful, Antoine Lestage. Um, And yeah, it was like a year ago to the hour where I was probably having some dinner and drinks with him. And then uh, we'll get into it a little later in the episode, but uh, what the, what the whole contest involved and what the next day looked like. But yeah, that's what I was doing at this time a year ago. (laughs)
0: yeah I'm looking forward to hearing that story because you sent me the YouTube video a long time ago and when we first started talking about getting you on the podcast, and that was good to see that because I knew that that would be something fun to talk about when I got you on.
1: Yeah, and it's such a fun story too, because it involves like other people and and um, it wasn't really again, I'll get into it later, but it wasn't a contest for me actually. So when we get to that point, oh um, nice. Yeah, it's so funny. Okay, I definitely appreciate the whole experience. So you're obviously a rally
0: fan. How long have you been a fan
1: of rally? Uh, it feels like forever. Um, I've been a motorsports fan for for quite a long time, and the evolution into rally was probably I'm going to think that you know it's been like twenty plus years at this point. Um, I can think of being. Um, gonna be 44 soon uh i can think of being in my late teens and and catching rally racing on you know there wasn't really any good solid internet or youtube back then i guess but you know seeing it on different platforms on television or whatnot and just wondering and being curious to how what that was so uh and it was european like rally racing back then, which I mean, still to the day, it's so much bigger over there than what it is here. Um, but yeah, about, about 20 plus years at this point.
0: So how did you find out about rally? You said you've been a motorsports fan for a long time, but how did rally kind of come
1: across your radar? So I think the evolution, um, you know, and I'm a Subaru fan through and through, um, but the evolution really started with, um, I can remember being about, you know, 10 or 12 years old and seeing, um, we have a, like, I guess it would be trying to think of like a sports cable channel. I guess you guys have ESPN. So we have like TSN up here and there was uh, a one make series called the Rothman's cup and it was Porsche 944 racing. And it was like a one make series that I just fell in love with at a very, very young age. And so I started watching that and then really, you know, my, you know, in North America, when somebody hears you say, Oh, I'm into motorsport, they, they definitely don't think Subarus. They think like, Oh, you're in a NASCAR or you're in a drag racing or something. Right. Yeah. So then you have to explain to them like, Oh no, I like stuff that, you know, is a little, it's getting a a bigger following in North America now, thankfully, because of like what Subaru motorsports is doing. But, um, so when you'd say that, they would be like thinking, you know, you're in the NASCAR and be like, no, I like this like European stuff. And so the, the, the kind of quest became like, well, what's Porsche all about? And then what, what's, you know, the different series in Europe all about. And, and I stumbled a- across, you know, the late nineties was probably when Subaru was starting to make huge waves and moves in, in rally racing. Um, like I think the Impreza came out, you know, in the mid nineties, early nineties and, you know, Japan obviously had the STI. So that's what they were rallying over in Europe at that time. Um, and across into, into Asia, uh, there's rallies there as well. And so, you know, I, I just, kind of the evolution like i said before was coming from like circuit racing and then finding circuit racing in europe and then basically moving on when i you know maybe found um uh, rally racing on television somewhere that's that's basically what my memory is of, of that <laughs> yeah
0: one of and those things
1: s- that jesus happened upon yeah exactly and then so what ended up and it's gonna lead into, you know, how I got involved was um Speed Vision was a really great platform for motorsports all around the world. And I'm pretty sure that's where I started seeing rally racing. And so this would have been like probably late nineties, early two thousands when when I saw this rally racing stuff and just needed to needed to be involved or watch it every <laughs> night when it was on. Yeah. And um getting hooked on I, it yeah for sure and then they took speed vision away and changed it into this thing called speed channel and it had way less of the televised rally racing and so i made a decision i'm like i have to find this stuff i don't care where rally racing is i'm going to wherever it is and i discovered that there was actually rally racing here in ontario um in a a pretty healthy scene at that so that's when I started getting involved with spectating rally racing live. So I would go to like Rally of the Tall Pines in Bancroft. Um, we have regional rallies up here. So Black Bear Rally was one, Shannonville Stages, um, Galway Cavendish and you know, I really just started as a spectator and then started to meet people. Um, and and then it, it carries on from there and becomes, you know, the life that I have now. So but, what uh, was that experience like for you going from
0: watching it on television to going to your first live event? Because you're obviously a fan and, you know, it's one thing to watch things on TV. It's one thing to like see photos. But then when you see something in person or experience something in person, it's just... It's such a different feeling and atmosphere. So what was that like for you being out there for the first time, seeing these cars drive by you at fast speeds, you know, and and just feeling, I guess the whole atmosphere of it.
1: Yeah, it was I mean it was really cool. I think the first rally for me was a regional rally. Um and it it was it was called Black Bear and you know, it's was held in June and up, up North and, you know, it was black fly season. So you're basically getting eaten alive uh, by these (laughs) mosquitoes and black flies. It's, it's a relatively uncomfortable experience and in, you know, somebody might've had a Subaru, but there was like all sorts of different cars there and being a regional rally, it was, you know, they weren't as fast obviously as WRC and it was very grassroots. And I think, you know, I was probably hoping to see like a lot of speed and a bunch of blue Subarus like cruising through the forest. And I didn't exactly get that. Um, But there was a lot of interesting cars and, and the experience of spectating rally is very interesting in and of itself. Cause it's like, if I was to describe it to somebody, it's sort of like tailgating a football game, but like out in the forest or out in you know, um, area where people don't really go and close off roads and these cars are at high speed and everybody's kind of friendly. And, you know, if you don't bring one item, somebody's very willing to share something with you and very good, very good experience for that. So yeah, to answer your question, it was, uh, it was, it was rewarding. I mean, it was thrilling, despite being eaten alive and not bringing (laughs) enough food and and whatnot. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then, so then I discovered that there was bigger rallies like national events. And, and I started spectating those as well. Man, that's like really cool. I want to go to a rally so bad. At we'll have to meet at, so at, at one down in the States, man. That'd be awesome. Yeah,
0: it, uh, it would be, be really, really cool. Being a rally fan and you started going to all these rallies. And now I'm sure you've learned a lot about all the different ones probably around the world. Is there a rally event that you would most like to attend? And is there a driver you would most like to meet?
1: That's a, that's a great question. Um, just before the pandemic hit, I was actually going to my first WRC event in Portugal. And uh, the pandemic completely knocked that off of, uh, oh, man. Off of my uh, the, the list, the travel list. Um, so that was pretty unfortunate. So when I looked at your questions, I was like, well, damn it. I want to get back to, <laughs> to that event. Right. Yeah. But there's so many great events around the world. I think one that I, and, and to think that, you know, you have those WRC calendar, um, but then beyond that, I mean, there's there's national events all over Europe. Um, one that that really I'd like to see just because of where it is and the images that I've seen in the video is the arctic lapland rally in finland um check yeah it's in finland i believe (laughs) anyway um that one there like i've I've had some friends attend it and it's in the middle of winter and the snow is just hanging off these gigantic trees and it's just so beautiful (laughs) and
0: (laughs) that sounds like exhilarating
1: is the only thing i can think of yeah and and I would definitely like to go see that. And then there's, I mean, the classic events and rallies. So it's, it's hard to pick one. Like, like I said, great question, like rally, great Britain. I'd love to see rally Japan. Um, obviously the, the one that I missed is on my to-do list. So there's many that I'd like to see, but I think like Lapland is probably at the top of my list just because of um, where it is and the images that I've seen are just so unbelievable, uh, yeah. in, in the winter time there. So yeah, definitely there. And then, I mean, as far as like meeting drivers, I've been very fortunate and, and we have to special shout out and in, in, in rally, we have to think of the navigators too. Yeah. Um, a lot of people get, you know, they think of just the driver doing their thing, um there's tons of navigators out the out there in the world that are keeping these drivers on the road and keeping them out of ditches. So when I <laughs> oh, think yeah. of what I think of like who I'd like to meet, I mean I think when I think of drivers, uh, unfortunately, we've lost some good ones. Um you know, if I could go back in time and have a sit down at a pub with uh, Colin McRae or Richard Burns i mean those would be you know amazing right yeah um but obviously we don't have the ability to do that um because we lost those two guys um i could uh you know as far as a navigator i'd love to sit down with Mickey Griss or something like that um it, it's there's so many like i've met a fair bit of the north american but you know to tell you the truth like when I'm at a rally, like I don't really like to bother these guys and girls because they're setting up and they're in the zone and they have to get themselves in the zone. And and really yeah. what I say is when they're talking to me and meeting me, it's a bad day. Right. So I tend to actually reserve myself at these events and I don't really converse with a lot of them. And I'm, I'm in my own zone, right. I've got a lot of like logistics and you know, things to think about because some of these events are are very long. Um our national event, uh Tall Pines, like that's I've got a lot of area to cover. Uh so we don't really get a chance to talk. Although I know who people are and I might, you know, nod, smile. They know who I am. And yeah. because of my role, we really don't want to meet each other. We want everybody <laughs> to have a great event. Yeah. And and everything to go safely. If, but if they're um, coming
0: to see you, like you said, it's a bad day.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. And there's so many stars out there right now. I mean, um, Rovan Para just became one of the youngest champions, uh, ever in the WRC actually. And, you know, for that accomplishment, um, he's a young guy. I think it would be great to meet somebody like that. Um, uh, you know, Marcus Grunholm, like there's just so many, I don't think I can narrow it down to one.
0: Yeah, no, Um, that's good. Multiple answers are good.
1: Yeah. That, uh, that whole thing with, uh, Subaru Canada, like what I realized when I was having dinner with Lestage was I've known this guy f- for quite a while. Like he's been involved in rallying since the early two thousands. I've talked to him like very little, like I might say hi to him at an event, but until we sat down that night. I really had no idea who the guy was like, I mean, I knew who he was and his accomplishments in rally racing and what he was doing. Yeah. But to, to actually converse and find out, you know, more about him, that was the first opportunity in 13 or 14 years of doing what it is that I've been doing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Jeez. That's a long time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It it's, uh, I'm just trying to think. It. I started in you know the mid 2000s. Actually, was when when I switched over from. I didn't get to spectate for very long, actually. Um, so I switched over pretty quickly, and then just started working uh, for the events.
0: And so, what was it that made you want to work for the events and be a, a medic at the at the rallies?
1: Um, so, you know, I because I, that's I your profession, right? Yeah. I'm a full-time paramedic. I have a couple jobs, but I'm a full-time paramedic here in Niagara. Um, and then I just, I have another job where I'm, I I work in logistics for a a disaster response team, um, just on a part-time basis. But yeah. So, um, as I may or may not have mentioned, I've been a paramedic for 17 years here in Niagara and, um, it I got my job in the like mid 2000s. was when I started. I graduated school. It was probably I think I got my job when I was like 25 or something. And so at at that time I was pretty gung-ho on spectating rally racing. And um I went up to Tall Pines and like these events are massive and there's a lot of work that goes into putting putting them on. So I think I ended up like just emailing or texting somebody and being like hey i'm i'm around for cleanup or whatever um and and this gentleman got back to me and you know i don't want to name drop too much on 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 your show but <laughs> it's just such an interesting Go story ahead. and some of the people that i've met along the way so so ross wood is uh he's uh basically like uh you know rally patriarch like i can show you a youtube video where he's he's in his like 30s as a very young man and it's like i think that was tall pines like 1970 something wow and so he's still at it so he was the gentleman that i met and and sure enough he um he basically was like oh so what do you do for work and then that was it. Like he was, he's <laughs> like, oh well, you're you're a guy, and he introduced me to a now friend of mine who was the event medic at. at she still is, um, Muffy. She works uh, in, in an area. Um, it's a really nice area north of here, Bruce County. And anyway, she was the event medic prior to me joining. And she still works for the series. Um, she goes to the national event and she's like, she started a family and whatnot. So she's, she's pretty busy with kids and whatnot. But, uh, so he basically paired me up, not paired me up. Cause the event is so big that you can't really like, um, like I couldn't work with her, like I would cover my area and she would cover hers yeah. and so that was basically where it took off from was we, we, she was event medical already. And then I followed suit. I ended up covering more of the regionals cause where she lives, like it's a bit of a haul to get to what I call rally, what we call rally land in Ontario. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause it's, it's, uh, it's quite a drive for her. So She took care of the national event and then I took care of nationals and regionals just based on where I live. I was able to, uh, you know, get there in time and, you know, cover the one day, uh, events that are done by dinner time, and, you know, you're back home by 10 o'clock at night or something like this. Right. So that's it in a nutshell, just, uh, meeting Ross and getting recruited by him. And, um, yeah, that was, you know, mid two thousands. And here we are in 22 and we've got a tall pines coming up about a month from now. Um, going to be a good event. So, yeah. So how many events do you end up doing throughout the year? Um, so unfortunately rallies kind of slowing down in Ontario. It's not what it used to be. There was, when I started this, we were doing five events a year and one of them was a national um so like i said before i rambled off a bunch of them you know black bear galway shannonville stages there was an event called uh the lanark highlands forest rally and it's up near uh, ottawa and that actually in the 70s was uh one of the rounds of the world rally championship so when you're on that road um you're basically on, I, I consider it hollowed ground. Like it, it's, <laughs> it's like to think that there was like a, a Lancia, uh, that won that event, which is a very interesting one of the penultimate rally cars, uh, Lancia, uh, Stratos won the event, um, Like being on those same roads, thinking like, man, the WRC came here back in the seventies or whatever is totally, totally cool. And it's one of it's, it is my favorite event to, to work at because the road is just so beautiful. It is like, it's all gravel, it's winding. Um, And when we, when we do that event, it's pretty much uh, like May so it's just starting, like, because it's it's north, so it's just starting, like, the trees are starting to bloom, the weather's usually perfect, and uh, it's springtime, so you really have a great energy, and a lot of people come, we actually get competitors from the states in the past that have gone up there and competed, um, but it's just, it's a great road. Yeah, I can't say enough about the road that we, the roads that we use up there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Speaking of the States, do you ever make it, or have you ever made it down to any rally events in the, in the U S?
1: Yeah. Being that I live in Niagara Falls, it's actually like being a border town. It's not too much to hop across and and drive. Um, the one that's closest to me is, uh, Susquehanna trail, uh, otherwise known as STPR it's in Wellsboro, Pennsylvania. So I've spectated that, um, a couple times and then recently i had the good fortune of um helping out uh, a rally team in the states Um, kyle Tilley and um, aero motorsport wanted to go compete out in uh, shelton washington Uh, so i actually drove one of their trucks out there and trailers uh to olympus nice uh, and went there and and he was kind enough to basically like my drive i was just there as a driver and then he was kind enough to say like you're welcome to stay and spectate and hang out and it was just it was such a great experience cuz I've never um I've never been west uh and and that area is just so beautiful uh I've never been, I should correct that I've never been west you know to spectate rally I've I've driven out to like Los Angeles and I've driven across Canada um but to spectate a rally in Washington state or one of the ones that's on the list would be uh, Oregon Trail. Actually, I hope to get to yeah. see that one year. Uh, but yeah, so I drove the truck out there, uh, hauled a rally car with uh, one of his, uh, two of his mechanics. Uh, we got the team out there, and then they were staying for Oregon Trail Rally, and they uh, they flew me back to Canada, and you know it was like, uh, I was back at work the next day after this whirlwind, like uh, five six day. Haul out to uh, <laughs> out to Shelton from from Indianapolis, and I'm, that's a long haul. Yeah, and and I mean previous career that I had retired out of was long haul truck driver, so it's okay. kind of like I You're mean I don't mind. It. Yeah, I don't mind driving. It's uh, it's a thing. Yeah,
0: Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah,
1: it was a lot of fun.
0: So with all the events that you've spectated and been a paramedic at. What has been the most rewarding thing about
1: what you do at the rally events? Um I think it's like it's the community. like to me, like I'm not looking for any recognition. Um, I just want people because. I'll go back, if you don't mind, just to what, like as paramedics, we're not fun people. Like we're risk assessors. Like we will, <laughs> we will tell your children to not jump off of that, you know, from height or something like yeah. this, you know, cause you always think like worst case scenarios. So I think I looked at rally and was like, as a paramedic, I was like, we are very far from, you know, hospitals and emergency services. Yeah. And so, so when I got involved, it was more just to close a gap like that. That's all it really was at the time. I was just thinking they have a need here and I could see that need through what Ross identified and, and my counterpart and the work that she had done at that time, um, and basically decided that I was going to do this work and it, it, it doesn't pay well. Uh, It doesn't pay at all, actually. Um, And I'm not saying I'm saying that more jokingly, just I'm happy to volunteer. I want people to be out there pushing, you know, 11 tenths, uh, you know, 110%, giving it their all, but I want them to know that I've got their back, like I'm out there. And I'm going to bridge that gap between if something goes wrong and Largely access to rural medicine is 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 basically the best they're gonna get. I mean, we have a pretty robust air ambulance system here in Ontario. Um, so we can I never want to think about it coming to that, and and it hasn't come to that. Oh, that's good. um Bradley is very safe and it hats off to Ross and his people for um, you know, organizing super safe events. Um, Antoine Lestage once actually said at that dinner, he said Rosswood organizes the safest events in Canada and 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 he's really, really happy with these and that's not to take a knock at anybody else. Everybody out there is trying to do what they're doing, but these uh guys and girls have really, really made Rally awesome in Ontario. Um but yeah, so the rewarding piece is Just the the sense of community and the people that I've met over the years. And then, I mean, you can extend it to sitting here tonight with you on this podcast like that community to be able to reach out to a guy through social media. and when when I started this we didn't have social media, right? Yeah and so seeing what you're doing for you know the Subaru community and and hearing the podcasts and and I'd mentioned that I still do drive so I actually download most of your podcasts and <laughs> I listen to them while I'm driving. Well, thank you. and to me, To go from this guy that was just closing this gap to say I've identified a risk and I want to like basically be there should anybody need me, but hopefully they don't, you know, hopefully they just have their events and they're out there doing their thing. Um, To sit here tonight, I think the most rewarding is everything in between, everything that's brought me, you know, Subaru Canada and brought me to the Subi and You podcast and from those days of just being a guy that's like, I'm going to help these people out and hopefully they don't need me. Um, that's the most rewarding thing. And the friends that I've made along the way um, is has been really amazing. Yeah. it's uh, You start
0: doing something because you, like you said, you want to bridge a gap, but it's also something that you knew how to do. You're obviously passionate about it it's something that you can be around something that you enjoy you can be around the rally events and you can be there you're not there to spectate but you are there and so to be able to do something do something that your is is your career at something that you're really passionate about and bringing those two things together is just like really cool you know not everybody yeah. has an opportunity to do those kinds of things
1: yeah. And the one thing that I've learned is I think I like working them better than I like spectating them because <laughs> I went out to big white <laughs> rally and uh big white winter rally in Kelowna, um, have family out there and, and I went and spectated that. And I mean, it couldn't have been made any easier because, uh, uh, I have a friend out West and, and, uh, Chris and he basically said, Oh, you're coming. So, you know, I'll pick you up and I'll drive you around and, and whatnot. Um, But it was like in the mountains in BC, and it was like 15 below out. Um, Yeah. Well, that's (laughs) I'm going off the Celsius side now. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, (laughs) it's still cold. Yeah, it's still cold, and and I was just like, like, why am I doing this? Like when I'm at the rallies, I'm sitting in my warm car. I've got snacks, and here I am out (laughs) and out in you know the mountains and. I think i found somebody to like you know take me in in their warm yeah. vehicle and hang out yeah. for a bit and warm up and um but i mean the sense of of community there is is still palpable but uh yeah so the rally piece like i i like i really enjoy volunteering although i don't get to spectate because the the model is is that um if we're doing a multiple stage rally I will, uh, so for the tall pines, I'll basically leapfrog, uh, around the event because we have so many roads to cover. So once I know that everybody's through the stage and they're safe, I'll actually not transit the stage. I'll go out to the main road and I'll go to the next, next stage. And okay. I'll park there and wait for them to show up and then they transit that one. And if everybody's okay, we just continue doing that. Now for yeah. the regional events, the difference is, is that some of them is very strictly because they're smaller, it's point to point racing. And so when we do that, um, I can't get on the other side or I can't I can't hold the rally up, so I have to transit with the cars, like with the sweep team. Oh, okay, um, yeah the the sweep team and um, um there we have a really great team here in Ontario rally sweep Ontario and um so they pull the cars back on the road when they go off and then I basically do the the medical checks and and make sure that everybody's good um unfortunately you know more people go off and it's just uh the 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 worst case injury is like a bruised ego or you know um, <laughs> yeah being a little, you know, sad that they're either out of the event or whatnot, but, uh, but yeah, so, so the fun piece is is that ability to, to transit the, um, uh, stages, uh, with, uh, the sweep team. And so I, I was doing that, um, in one of my Subarus that I had had basically reinforced, it was a 2011, uh, Subaru Impreza. And um, my shop, my local shop, Envy Auto, they basically put skid plates on it and uh, diff cover and, and all this sort of stuff to uh, basically allow me to be able to transit the roads at speed.
0: That's good, yeah. Safe yeah. speed, I might add, but <laughs> yeah. speed. But gives you that protection to be out there doing that. I'm sure that was yeah. a lot of and fun. Yeah, and I mean,
1: the car itself, such a great product to be able to be doing things like that. I could... I should probably should have probably been doing it in something a little more lifted cuz when i bought that vehicle the cross track <laughs> wasn't out yet oh, and yeah. like when the cross track came out i was like damn i wish i bought that <laughs> because that thing looks ideal yeah. Um, yeah so i i did it with the the 11 Impres and it worked
0: out it worked out really well so what has been the most challenging thing about that about what you do
1: um I mean, the challenging piece is definitely, uh, I'm entirely self-funded doing this. Um, you know, I have, um, generous donors at times, um, and I don't do it for the money. I don't do it for the glory. I, like I identified, I do it to help my people out
0: yeah, and to course. make sure
1: that they're safe and okay. But the challenging piece is it comes at a significant cost and I eat all that cost up myself, but I mean, this is life. If it's, if it's something you're enjoying doing, does it really cost at all? You know, I yeah. mean, these, these things one can't put a price on. So exactly. Yeah. And if, yeah.
0: You're obviously passionate about it to still be doing it after all these years, even though, you know, because if it was a thing of, well, I'm having to pay for all this myself, then you wouldn't still be doing it if that was like a big issue.
1: Yeah. 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 No, it's, uh, it's fun to do for sure. And and, uh, you can't put a price on the people that I've met and the ability to, um, have the event with Subaru Canada or again, even sit here and talk to you tonight. There's no no money value at all I would trade for that, you know? Yeah, exactly.
0: This episode is brought to you by Melee Design Firm. They are your one-stop shop for the world's best motorsports batteries and homemade battery mounting systems. Whether you are searching for the highest performance lithium option or just need an OEM replacement, Melee has you covered. You can also spruce up your engine compartment with a Melee Edition Subaru engine bay cap set made of billet aluminum and available in anodized black, red, or blue. Thank you so much, Melee Design Firm, for sponsoring the Subi NU podcast. This episode is also brought to you by Spider No Drill Roof Rack. If you're looking for rooftop storage solutions, this is a place to be. Go check out spiderroofrack.com and see what they have to offer for your Subaru. You can do like me and use it to keep your spare tire up there. Or you can put up some storage boxes for camping gear or for recovery gear, whatever it is that you may need. It's also a great place to mount additional lights like some side lights, chase lights, or a light bar in the front. You can use the code SUBYNU all spelled out to get 10% off of your Spider No Drill roof rack. Thank you so much for sponsoring the Subi and you podcast. And now back to the show. So you said that the rallies are safe. Have you had any incidents that were pretty bad or have you um, been
1: fortunate that we haven't witnessed that? I would say we've been fortunate. I mean, rally cars uh, are very safe. Um, you know, they check them all out, do tech inspection on them. There's a team that looks at all that. I've had some pretty significant offs. We call them, um, nothing that, you know, was really what one would, would call life-changing for the people, the competitors, which are, were very fortunate. You know, it's, yeah. it's all, you just got to check them out, you know, um, uh, make sure they're good. If they're going to continue on, make sure that, you know, cause when you go off at speeds, like you can get your bell rung pretty hard. Oh um, yeah. But uh, out west, there's a, another paramedic that works in Alberta, and he was um, Chris Kremer. He actually authored a like a head injury recognition tool, like, and it's really good to be able to do that, use that tool because it um, it's the chronic repetitive injuries that take people out. Where you know maybe that event wasn't so bad, um, or that off that. It wasn't so bad, but it's a cumulative effect, like almost like football players that they found that they were starting to have issues with like, I believe they even correlated like mental health stuff to some of the repetitive strikes that they were taking. Right. So we basically run through that, um, cars rally, uh, put the, um, chris's uh, head injury recognition tool in in our notebook so it's very easy to to go through and anybody can do it like you don't even really have to be a paramedic and basically goes down a, a flow chart of questions and it would be like you know refer them to ems refer him or her to ems if they don't if they don't you know check off all these boxes and and then yeah. that would be a conversation with us so um you know i can't i can't think of any significant events you know anything that was you know dramatic or what cars go off cars get pulled back on cars can continue on um yeah nothing nothing really to report that way which i'm fortunate you know knock on wood this it stays that way um because i just want to be out there i just you know lots of people check with me and they you know i haven't seen them in a while so like hey how are you and what are you, what are you hoping for the event? I'm like, I hope to just sit in my car and play on Instagram and wait for (laughs) all the cars to go through and, you know, uh, just hang out and, and then move on to the next stage. Like, I really don't want to deal with people and anything that bad should happen, but I'm there if it does. So yeah, overall, over the years, I don't really have anything that was spectacular to report. And, you know, with respect to the competitors that I've treated or dealt with over the years and their privacy, I wouldn't really talk about anything. Oh yeah, of anyway. course. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's it's a good, good, good experience. You know, you don't want anybody to get hurt, but you make sure they're okay. Yeah. So before we get into
0: the ready from factory contest, how did you said you've been a Subaru fan through and through, When did you start getting interested in Subarus and like, what was that attraction to them?
1: Yeah. So I remember seeing like the GC platform in world rally and just absolutely being in love with it. And I mean, the hallmark world rally blue paint job, you know, those cars just flying through the forest down the stage roads. Um, I wanted to own one and, you know, you're just, you're, you're a young adult. And at that time you're, trying to find your place in life. And maybe I didn't really find mine for a few years later until, you know, I got into college and decided to become a paramedic. Um, And so at that time, you know, you see these cars out there and you want to buy one. And I couldn't remember a dealership. We didn't have any, I don't think we had any Subaru dealerships in this area. That's unfortunate. Um, No. Yeah, it is. And and (laughs) I think we, we had this place and it was an independent, right? So, um, and they had Subarus and I can recall when the 2005 WRX STI came out, there was one in their, in their showroom. And that was when we first, we got the WRX here in 2002, I believe, or 2003, and then the STI came out in 05. And I remember seeing it, it was in the world rally blue and it had the gold rims on it. And I was like, I, I need that car. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was like trying to figure out what I wanted to do in life. So it's not like I had like a ton of money and 05 would have been probably in the round when I was like, between getting my career going and school. So I couldn't buy it, um, at that time. And You know, I made, if I could go back in time, I, you know, the car history, I made some bad decisions and I bought a North American product at one point, um, which set me back from ultimately (laughs) joining the Subaru ranks. But, uh, so desperately, and I remember going to the Detroit auto show and that was like my first opportunity to sit in the '05 five, like WRX STI, the, and, and just try it on for size. And, and I'm a bit on the tall side. I'm actually six foot 10. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You would tower yeah. over me. Cause I'm not tall. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, here I am trying to see if I fit in my, my dream car <laughs> and, and lo and behold, I, I fit and I fit, I fit pretty okay. Um, but ultimately I get my career going and I decide that, um, I'm going to buy a pickup truck and I buy a a Dodge and it didn't go well. Um, I think that thing spent more time in my driveway and, you know, I'd be at rallies and, you know, the check engine light would be on the dashboard would be lit up like a Christmas tree and just this terrible vehicle. So, and I started working about my part-time job like about an hour and a bit from here and driving a truck that distance was just not feasible. So my logic at that time was get rid of the truck um, and and basically get a Subaru because here I am at these rally events and there's Subarus everywhere. So And I have I, to be
0: driving one.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And and but my logic was that if I break it, there's a ton of spare parts around. Yeah, right? there you like go. Like if I do something stupid uh, <laughs> while I'm doing my event support, there's help everywhere, right? Yeah, you so, got all kinds of people that know what to do with it. <laughs> yeah, so um, I, I downsized from the pickup truck, and I bought. If you've seen my uh, Instagram. Uh, you've probably seen pictures of it in there somewhere because I love that car. It was a 2011 Subaru and present in what we call a touring model here in Canada. Yeah. And um, it was just at that time when I went to buy that. Um, and did you buy it brand new? I bought it brand new. I got it okay. with seven kilometers on it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and it was at a dealership. Cause again, like I said, we didn't have a dealership here at the time. So I had to like travel to go buy it. And what happened was, um, they had the, um, Fukushima after the tsunami. So Subaru stopped production for a little while. So I bought that car. And I went to my guy, like sales guy, and it was this like gray, gunmetal gray Impreza. And I wanted a manual transmission in the worst way. And they ceased production. Like, and I don't know if I was oh. employed just to sell me what they had or what, but he's like, We really only have the automatics. Like, you got to buy this car or you're not getting a Subaru. And so I bought that car and, you know, it was the automatic transmission, which was, it was good for the amount of commuting that I did in the 313,000 kilometers that I put on the thing. Uh, But it wasn't the funnest vehicle, (laughs) but it did well. And it was super, super reliable. Um, I just had like one issue with it, but it was like well into the over 200,000 kilometer. I mean, I drove this car across Canada to go see. Um, go see family go see my wife's family out out west and um, you know never had any issues with it and the goal was always to buy like the STI at some point that's been my dream car since like I first saw them back in the mid-90s so that's kind of where the the Subaru fan fanboy piece originates from is 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 just even being thrilled by this Impreza that I bought and putting it through the mileage that i did and using it as a course car um it was a little low <laughs> uh, and i did get stuck a couple times uh but thanks to uh, the sweep team they pulled me out and slapped one of their you've been swept stickers on the back window oh <laughs> uh, that's awesome <laughs> yeah um that car i recently sold because uh, it was really starting to get up there in mileage and i sold it actually to uh, my friend's son um and he was really thrilled to get this car because he's, I think he's like 18 and knows how, who all the Ken blocks and Travis Pastranos are. And I've oh, got a picture yeah. of, of my course car lined up at the start and there's uh, Travis Pastrana's car parked right beside it. <laughs> and oh, that's he's so like, are cool. you serious? You like <laughs> this car? And you know, like you've talked to that guy and I'm like, well, yeah, I've been at the same events as him, but yeah. So it lives on. Um, That's good, and I don't know what he's going to do to it, but um, I think a timing belt went <laughs> went out of it shortly after, oh, and man. I warned him about it. But uh, they're they're man. working on it now, and the body actually on that car was was really good. I took great care of it, and and despite you know putting it through its paces and exposing it to being a rally course car, it held up very well. That's good. So now you do have
0: your STI and you also have a Forester, correct? Yeah. So,
1: uh, what a year it's been, right? (laughs) Um, I guess, you know, the Impreza started showing its age and we, you know, i made a decision that I, we made a decision that I needed a new car and, you know, finally got, um, things were, were going good and, you know, um. I decided to buy the STI and and I'm so happy that I bought it because it's a 2021. Uh, and as you know, they're not making them, you know, in the internal combustion engine platform yeah. now at this time. I mean, we got the WRX, which uh, really started, it's really growing on me. I really love that car now. Like, I think it's a great looking vehicle. Yeah, um, I see them in real life and, and they just... They're great. Uh, So I'm really happy I bought the STI because it was the last year of production. And it's kind of turned into my garage queen. Um, It it has some mileage on it. Um, And then I bought this Forester. I found a 2000 Subaru Forester that has 105,000 kilometers on it. It's the SF generation. So it's like what they call the toaster. And it is a box. And I love it.
0: Yeah, that's the, it's very boxy, but I, there's just something about it. I love that body style.
1: Yeah, it's really great. The um, It was purchased locally and it was owned uh, by an elderly couple um, that I don't know what, you know, they sold it to another, the guy that I bought it off of. And uh, you know, so it's mileages down there. Uh I just spent some time with uh my shop uh Enviato doing some restoration on it. Um but the guy, you know, he put a really loud exhaust on it, um, <laughs> you know, and, and lowered it and put these yeah, like really that. wide rims. And so that is definitely not my purpose at all. Uh, cause it's eventually gonna make its way to the events. Um, but there's a 17 or 18 year old that lives within me that is just loving driving around <laughs> this lowered forester. Yeah. Uh, you know, with these fat and, rims on it.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna eventually make it to where you can take it out on the stages, enjoy it for what it is right
1: now. Yeah. And it's like I'm actually pretty lined up. We only have one more event this year. Um, my forester nor my STOI will be going to that event. Um I actually uh, got a really helpful situation going on with a driver that got hired for me. Um, and, That's good. Um, I think you might actually have messaged with her. She goes by uh, at Wing Tracy nineteen. Yes. I have. Yeah. So she became my driver for the black bear rally and she's got those wicked cross track who yes, also goes by the name Pearl. Yeah. <laughs> I think you know Pearl as well. Yeah, yep. yeah, And so, uh, we did do black bear and, and had a great time and, you know, she started out pretty slow and cautious. And then by the event of the end of near the end of the event, I'm like, okay, we don't quite need to go that fast, but, uh, we just need to get <laughs> safely down the stage. So um yeah it's really great so my forester i can just take it slow and build it up how i want um,
0: so she was actually driving it as a as a driver in the event
1: yeah she she drove as a as a course car as okay. what we call the you know the medical vehicle okay uh, basically i brought my equipment gotcha. and threw it into the back of of her near and dear Pearl. Yeah. Um, and it is like really capable car. I oh, think yeah. her car was like the uh, star of the event. Like a lot of people, like <laughs> I just, my, my impression was just stock. Like it was reinforced underneath. But um, when, when, when Tracy showed up in that cross track, like all my f- friends and volunteers were like, ah, oh, you've really done it now, man. Like, look <laughs> at this thing. Like, this is a great car. And, yeah, you know, nice. I was afraid to, uh, I was afraid to ask, but she was kind enough to let me drive it for a stage. Um, and I, I basically took it down, you know, one of the, one of the, I think it was the southbound stage, which was a blast. And, um, uh, then we switched back and let her drive the rest of the event.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it's good that you got an opportunity to do that.
1: Yeah. And you know what? The, I do a lot of these events by myself. And when you're thinking of, you know, the transportation plan, kind of logistics piece and, you know, doing the whole event um, just by yourself and driving yourself, it's a little bit daunting um because you got a lot to think about and should anything happen like i just want to be in the realm of the medical and trauma zone of what i'm going to do and stuff like that so having somebody take that uh take over the driving responsibility is really great a friend of mine dean actually we started the rallies years ago and there was a number of rallies that he drove for me and he had this like I think it was like a 1997 um, Impreza Brighton wagon. Uh, Maybe like a GF body style, if I have that right. Like the little station wagon. Yeah. And this thing was so great. He had it set up on gravel competition tires. And I don't know what he had done to the motor or whatnot, but he called it like the little red wagon and we would just like have a blast flying down these stages in this thing. Yeah. So I've had, I've had a few drivers and, and basically I, I endeavor to have drivers from here on out, um, if possible, you know, to get people to come to volunteer at rally as you know, a lot of people will say, Oh, that event sounds awesome. I definitely want to come. But then when it comes day of, and you're like, Okay, so I'm going to be up at about three or four in the morning, and we've got to be on the road by five o'clock, and we're probably not going to get home till midnight. You know, Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Your layperson is like, uh, yeah, I think I've got to walk my fish that day. <laughs> you know, you've got to really find true rally fans that want to come out and, and yeah. work with you and stuff like that. So yeah, it's been helpful, you know, over the years having drivers, but I, I can do it on my own. I just prefer to have drivers. Yeah. That's good
0: to have that, you know, burden taken off of you. Not yeah. To drive. And it gives somebody else an experience to get out there and, and do something, you know, volunteer yeah. and be a part of the whole experience. And I'm guessing you get to, you know, talk. You have somebody to talk to while you're out there. And...
1: Yeah, well, I mean, like... um when I've done the events by myself and they've been rather uneventful, it's it's like I'm the loneliest man in the world, just sitting in the car, <laughs> you know, yeah. having snacks and playing on my phone. But that's okay, you know, and I get to see all my friends. I make it sound yeah. like a, it's it's a lonely event. It's truly not. We, I mean, you can really i don't know many other places or things in this life that you can you know corral a bunch of people that only meet up a few times a year and go out into the forest and work these long days to put on an event you know and we we carry on with our own lives and go back to it and then we just pick up where we left off at the next event and, yeah um, it's a great community uh to be a part of and whether you're whether you're, you know, volunteering as what I do, or you're, you know, uh, a start team or a, a finish team, or you know, um, uh, a radio control uh, stuff like that, there's always something for people to do. And and, and I should mention if anybody is really wanting to get interested, you know, if you found me through social, I could definitely put you in touch with the organization committee of the Tall Pines uh, for the event uh, end of November. Uh, up in Bancroft, Ontario, because we're always looking for volunteers for stuff like that. But, uh, yeah.
0: That's good. Yeah, I I think it w- I would love to go just spectate an event, but I think it yep. would be fun to uh, also be a volunteer and, you know, be involved in it somehow. I, yeah. just,
1: I just need more time. Yeah. I mean, you're a busy guy with, I mean, you're bringing a whole damn community together with this <laughs> podcast. I don't know that you expected it to get as big and as amazing as it has been. Cause certainly from the outside looking in, you're doing good work with this whole thing. I can't believe, you know, I think you were, we were messaging you like, Oh, I feel so bad for not getting you yet. And I'm like, like, I think you had Lance Smith on. You yeah. Had, did you, did you have Rihanna uh, Yeah, G- had, and Jel Yeah,
0: I've had her on twice yeah. because I, I had her on just like as a guest and talking about her journey and everything, and then I had her on again to talk about Rally. We did like a Rally One Hundred and One, which was really cool.
1: Yeah, that was awesome. I listened to that one, and I mean, you're bringing people like you know the stars of Rally and 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 regular people. You know, when I was when you were messaging, I'm like, I can wait, man. Like we're we're good. This <laughs> is, and I find out like, you know. I mean, the Instagram community and being able to listen to an episode and just type in a name and go follow. And like I messaged with Wraith Trek the other night after that episode and just said like, that was such a great episode. And you know, there's other ones that I've listened to. Like you're really bringing a community together. So Keep at it, you know, and but get to an event. I'm sure they'll appreciate. It. I know you're going to the like Subi Fest and Flat Fest and things like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's been. I went to um, Subaru Flat Fest up in Madison, Wisconsin. Then I went to Subi Fest in California, and then I did the big event here in Houston, which was at a dealership. So, it was, so you're uh, driving
1: from Houston to Wisconsin. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's I, I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> that's that good. That was
0: <laughs> that was quite the drive. And, uh, quite the experience, but it's very tiring because I drove, started on a Thursday, got there on Friday. The event was Saturday. And then I started driving back again on Sunday. So I said, next time I'm flying because I want to be able to spend more time up there and not spend, you know, 80% of the trip driving.
1: Yeah. And I think like you're at a point probably too, where like, you know, the community knows you. So somebody would be happy to like, you know, cart you around or if you needed a car or whatnot, like just to chip around with, you know, Yeah. Meet, meet people like that. So,
0: I mean, when I went up to Washington in, uh, March, cause it was the first part of my son's spring break, huge shout out to Charlie Falcon Rue one. He let me borrow his outback while I was there. Cause that he wanted me to cool. Yeah. He wanted me to have the full experience. And then When I went to Subi Fest, California, shout out to Charlie again, and then also um, to, uh, I can't think of it. Also to Anthony, who goes by Judy the Subi, because they came and picked me up from the airport and drove me around. And I mean, I had a ride the whole time I was there out in out out in uh, California. So it was really cool.
1: Right on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're ever, I don't know, there's not. We have a good Subaru community. I don't hang out a lot. Like there's events around like in the GTA, like in around Toronto and area. Um, I'm really busy with work and stuff. So I don't get out to a lot of them, but yeah. we have like weeknight meets and stuff like that. Um, they do have, there was a, a group up here that was doing like, they would do a summer, big summer meet and they would do it at like Subaru Canada headquarters parking lot. Um, um, but yeah, I haven't. I don't think they've had any events lately. But if you're ever like in Niagara Falls, man, we've always got a place for you, and I'm sure there's a Subaru here you could drive around at some point. Yeah, and you
0: know, I mean, I think that that would go for pretty much anybody. That if you are going out to visit someplace, that you know the community is is so awesome like that that you know you say, hey, I'm gonna be. Out there this weekend or this week or whatever, it's like, okay, well, we have to meet up and just let me know what you need. You know if you need me to pick you up, whatever, it's just it's the rally so cool.
1: community is is largely the same, um, and it just so happens that most of the rally community drives Subarus, um, <laughs> yeah, so it's definitely cool. like I mean, I went out to that Olympus rally, and I was running into people there that have competed in Canada that I hadn't seen in a while, and oh, you cool. know I, I texted them like I think I one of my, um, people I know out there, I text him a picture, like walking through Chicago hair airport and being like <laughs> yeah. of myself. I said like, Oh, I'm on my way. And I surprised him. And like, immediately, like they text back and said like, Oh, if you need a place, like we got you, you know, everything was taken care of for me. I don't want to drop in on people, but like, just knowing that there's people out there that are like, would welcome you into their own home. Oh so you yeah. Yeah go hang out at a rally or go hang out at a Subaru events. Totally cool.
0: Yeah. I mean, when people from rugged root crew were coming down from Washington to Subifest fest, um, California, they were asking like, Hey, is there anybody's place that we can crash at? Like, yeah, you can come crash at my place. And they were, some of them were actually, there were people that were staying at people's house, like in their house. And then others were like, Hey, we just need a good place to like set up camp. Can we camp on yeah. your property? And so people were doing that too. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. So s- switching gears a little bit and going from your your Subaru journey and the vehicles that you have, let's get into this ready from factory contest because I've been excited to
1: hear about this. <laughs> right on. Yeah, so um, it was a really, really, like it was kind of unexpected. Um, and what it was was they had a push, I guess, towards, the end of the um, lifespan of the STI, and I don't want to say lifespan and that it's dead. I just hope that it it comes back in some platform, and I hope to fall in love with whatever platform that might look like. Whether it's you know it's an EV or hybrid, I don't know what Subaru's doing. Yeah, um, but I know I'm always going to love the brand and the product, and you know, I think whatever they put out <clears throat> should be interesting in in that realm. So they had this ready from factory contest and what it was was it was basically saying that the 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 WRX STI is ready from factory like it's a performance car and you can put it through its paces and you know do great things with it as a platform. And so basically they wanted people to write in through social media. Uh, I think I use Instagram as a as a as the platform to enter the contest. And the only way that I found out about it was A friend of mine um she's a navigator in u.s rally uh her name is uh, sarah freeze she goes by at sarah freeze rally on instagram and she's got a wrx um i found out that like she had family from near where i live and i think i messaged her i'm like hey i'm around and you know if you want to stop by and talk rally or subarus and uh I I'm around. And so she she came over and, and met me and my wife and dog in the backyard and we hung out for a bit. Um and just talk rally and so anyway, uh it started like this this friendship and she lives uh she is Canadian but lives over stateside in Michigan and travels all over because she's she's a well known, well respected uh female navigator within US rally mm-hmm. and um, she texted me one day and said, Oh, there's this contest and I want to win it, but I can't enter. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. she's like, you should enter. I want, I think you'd like it. And, and so I wrote this piece and it was basically, why do you think, you know, the STI is ready from factory and why you like the brand. And so here I am brainstorming and I'm like, well, I mean, I've been doing this thing with their product for at this point, like 13 or 14 years. It's been reliable. It's been a lot of fun. It's a sense of community. And so I wrote this big thing, um, took some pictures of my cars and, and you had to say like, you know, you had to talk about like Antoine Lestage and, and whatnot. And I mean, I know the guy, Um, so I, I entered that way and, and I take vacation in the fall, like a a pretty significant vacation away from, you know, the, the daily, um, you know, EMS and the stresses of it. And I just kind of reset, uh, hit the reset button. And so I take, you know, I go up North and, um, get away from, from it all. And so I'm up North and and Subaru sends me an email and and the Email it was, Are you free on like October the 25th and 26th? <laughs> or actually, first story, it was, It was, um, congratulations, you've won. And the prize package was a race suit that Antoine Lestage wore from the Ready from Factory commercial and a helmet, uh, of his that he wore for the other Ready from Factory commercial where he takes like a world rally blue, um sti and there's a a racetrack being built up here called oro station and but in the construction phase it was dirt and so if you look up the other ready from factory videos it's him like just flying around and they have like a helicopter following it sounds fun he's just ripping around this like roughed in dirt course which is going to ultimately become a race like an asphalt uh, race course and um and it just looks amazing, right? So this is all the stuff that he, you know, wore um, uh, during that during that publicity campaign with with the ready from factory piece. And I mean, it's it's not a cheap helmet. Like it, it it's basically uh, I can't remember the branding off the top of my head right now. Um, it's one of the well known ones. Not cheap. Uh, the race suit. I mean, it's totally cool to have um it's blue blue and gray yeah. um and and then they 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 basically said congratulations you want it and being that I was up north I'm like okay so i don't want it to be like the amazon package it's get gets stolen off of my porch <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i basically said to them like hey can you let me know when you're going to mail that and i'll have somebody swing by and pick it up cuz i wasn't going to be home for a little bit um and so they said to me, like, oh, we'll get back to you. We're just planning on how to get it to you. And so in my mind, I'm like, it's well, it's simple. You just send it by UPS or something. Yeah. Like, this is not a not <laughs> difficult. Yeah. And then they I get this email back and they're, you know, Subaru Canada's like PR team, which are amazing by the way, they're totally uh good people. They um said, Hey, are you free like October twenty-fifth and twenty-sixth? And, and I look at my cam, like my calendar and take like three, four weeks vacation all in October. And that's my first day back at work. And here I am staring at this email and I'm like, they're up to something. Like yeah. something is about to happen. Something's going and on. So I send the email back and I'm like, yes, I'm definitely available. Meanwhile, I, I'm still <laughs> scheduled to work. So I myself. my course I'm available. Room. Yeah, I can make it. So I figure out kind of how to work out the logistics of being available in my scheduler. She she's like, oh yeah, we've we've got staff available, so we can just switch your shifts or something like this. And and so they're like, oh, we'll be in touch with and we'll be in touch with details uh shortly. And you know, the emails just start coming, and I don't know anything about this Antoine piece. They're just saying, are you free these dates? And so. Um, Sport Driving Canada uh reaches out and they're like uh like a motorsports event uh kind of uh publicity uh agency. And um they're they're basically they've done some work with Subaru Canada and other automakers, and they do like track experiences and stuff like that. So yeah, they um they reach out to me and they're like, okay, so uh, you're going to get a car delivered to you, and if you're comfortable talking on video, um, we're going to you know, interview you, and then you're going to go to uh, an area um, it's called Picton, um, Prince Edward County, which is on the North Shore of Lake Ontario, and you're going to go to this like, hotel, and the crew will be there to interview you at this time. And so the car piece was like it's it wasn't a car to have, which some people thought like I want a car or whatever. Yeah, that's because that's like what I was to, thinking at first. Yeah, which would have been nice. Uh, <laughs> <to> shout <laughs> yeah. out to Suru. if they want to take over my payments that are left on the STI, that'd be amazing. But no, I'm just kidding. It's such such a great car to own. It was like a, a, it was an event basically where they loaned me an STI in the in the world rally blue color and and they had another sti so the guys that show up interestingly enough are like really accomplished race car drivers uh within canada north america and the world now um that wow. run this sport drive in canada and and i recognize the one guy nathan when he shows up in my driveway and i'm like you like you've competed like, I, I, I've watched you on TV. I know who you are. He's like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> and then the other guy. That You're was here at the, my house. <laughs> yeah. The other guy is like um, Zach and who's gone on to be very successful in European racing. Um, and, and they're just these down-to-earth dudes and they run this company that's like motorsports events. And they're, you know, at my house and like. Nathan was just like oh your garage is so cool like I have a detached garage it's old like it's as old as the house or pretty close to it's probably like 80 years old it's wood oh it's dark in there you see it in the video and it looks all like you know like mysterious and like yeah different like you made it look amazing in there actually made me look good and and everything (laughs) so they interview me and it's kind of similar to this and then they're like you know what what why are you who you are about this brand and what got you into motorsports? And I talk about it and talk about my experiences as, as the medic for uh rally here, here in Ontario. And, and then basically um, Nathan's like, all right, you got to be in, in Picton at the hotel for this time. And I said to him, You know, I saw the email chain and at one point I think they cc'd Antoine and I'm like, is Antoine going to be there? And Nathan (laughs) just looks at me and he's like, hey man, I'm just the driver. I'm just delivering the car. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) I don't know anything. I do, but I can't tell you. (laughs) Yeah. So I get in the car and after the interview and and drive up to um, uh, Prince Edward County and to a really, really nice hotel um that they put me up in and they're like okay well dinner time's at this time and um you got to be here and so they set the cameras up and it was pretty casual laid back and and then i they say go your room's good to go you can go check in at your room and i walk into my room and there's the helmet and there's the race suit laid out on the bed and some free like subaru swag That's Uh, so laid out on the bed. They had to figure out how to get it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they (laughs) did an amazing job and the PR team, they wrote me a letter and you can see when you watch the video, um, you can hear me say, wow. And it wasn't about the helmet and it wasn't about the race suit. It was about the letter and how personal that letter was from Subaru Canada in recognition of what I've been doing for that year, like at that point, 13 years. That's so awesome. And it, I was (laughs) in that moment, like, I'll be completely honest with you. I was choked up. Like it was like, Holy wow. Like these people have recognized everything that I've done and that like everything about the money that I've put into doing this and believing in the brand and, you know, the hours of driving and, and whatnot, all that stuff was just it all in that moment of looking at that letter. I still have the letter, actually. I'm probably going to frame it and put it on the wall or something. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't believe it. When you see the video, you hear me say, wow, that moment for me was like nothing I've ever... Yeah, it it was something else to experience that moment where all of it came together and somebody said thank you for doing what you do and like i said i don't do it for the recognition but when you get a brand that basically gives you a nod and says we're here for you yeah we've got a product that you can believe in and we thank you for doing what you've done you know and subaru canada was very involved with rally in canada for many years um they uh their factory effort uh they accomplished everything that they wanted with the platform. So the factory effort basically is, is, is no longer, um, at this point. I hope to see them back. If anything, hi Subaru Canada. I'd love to see that WRX platform uh, out there in Canadian rally, but, um, but yeah, it, it was, it was a moment, uh, and yeah, I I could talk all night about how great that moment was. (laughs) Now I get it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So then you go to uh, dinner after that?
1: Yeah. So we had dinner and, um, I walk, you know, I'm just, I'm walking alone and, and I knew where to go. Cause it's be here at this time. And I walk in and, um, you know, the Subaru PR team, um, shout out to them those girls were awesome uh they set everything up had the event pulled off and i opened the door and there's there's antoine standing there uh playing <laughs> ping pong i think with with one of the one of those sports driving canada guys and uh he said hey my friend and i'm like I was just kind of like i knew kind of knew it was coming i guess but it was just that moment of um, you know, seeing this guy who, you know, he's a fantastic, accomplished, uh, race car, rally car driver. Um, but to be in an environment that isn't the zone of rally, that isn't him sitting in a car, uh, yeah. with his navigator. Um, you know, over the years, it was Natalie Richard at one point, Alan Ockwell, um, and, and being with his teammate and, and looking, you know, getting ready to race, like being there in a room with him and being able to sit down and have a drink or two and have dinner with him and just learn more about him. And, you know, I don't, I respect these guys and they are all heroes, girls as well that compete uh, heroes to me to a degree, whether it be anybody from Antoine to my friend Sarah. Like, I think they're all amazing doing what they're doing. The special opportunity for me to be out there, and you know, I can only really do it in Ontario at this point uh, because of the nature of how paramedics work. Um, to be able to do that is, is pretty special. So, to have the ability to sit down and just have dinner and learn that Antoine is just a guy and uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, a guy that we talked to, I mean, this was. Uh, last year so i mean we were well into the pandemic uh learned that he's just a guy fighting his way you know as an entrepreneur as a race car driver um rally car driver and what he had gone on to do and just share stories you know and i felt like i think like at one point i you know you're reading the room and like everybody's just hanging on to your every word and i'm just like well, i'm just a paramedic that found this really cool thing to do on the side and um, talk to him about what it's been like being a paramedic working in in this pandemic and the stresses of, of that on on one and and then that other job that i have um and then hearing about it antoine being an entrepreneur with his businesses uh he owns uh fitness centers i believe in in Quebec nice. um and very active guy um family guy yeah. and then he's gone on to do uh he's in the WRC but he has a unique role there and that he does uh gravel notes for M Sport and so he uh goes ahead of the cars uh in between stages and and basically writes or uh, with a team you know, observes the road conditions and, and makes yeah. notes and changes in the road conditions. So he's still very involved in rally, um, which is awesome for him. I'd love to see him, you know, doing, um, competing in Canadian rally, just like it was, you know, back in, you know, the mid to two thousands and when his, um, his great successes, uh, over you know, I won Canadian rally championship year. He won outright every event. Um, another, you know, I think he won 2006, 2007. And then he won like from, I think it was like 2010 to 2017 every year he won the championship. So very, very successful guy, um, inducted into the Canadian motorsport hall of fame, um, because of his contributions to rally and his successes in rally racing. Um, I think his co-driver Natalie followed suit actually just recently uh, in in the Canadian Motorsport Hall of Fame so um, yeah to sit there with him and I mean I never put him up on a pedestal but at the same time very accomplished and very accomplished in a short time I mean I think his first regional rally was 2000 or 2001 Uh, I might be wrong on that but um, to become a national champion and then move into the States and, um, compete in, um, American rally. He had won one of the, uh, North American cups, uh, at one point. So we had a great time. Uh, like I said, uh, the organizer, um, sport driving Canada as well as Subaru Canada, they made a really special evening for, for somebody, uh, for myself. Um, and we were just able to hang out and, it was nice to hang out like that because uh, at that point, you know, we had had so many, um, lockdowns and closures and different things to deal with the pandemic that it was nice to have an evening out, uh, and just socialize with people. And I mean, it felt like I was with old friends really. And it was very unique because as I had mentioned before, to go from that point of, um, acknowledging a presence of a competitor or rally saying hi, but not wanting to bug them because I know that they, uh, they have to get their mind into that winning strategy Uh, and then never wanting to see them or talk to them because I don't want to meet them under bad conditions and having Subaru Canada uh, put on an event for me where I got to sit down with one of my people and and learn more about him and just have a, a great evening. Yeah. Was really good
0: yeah it's it's nice when you can when you get recognized for something that you're doing that you're like you said, you're not doing it for recognition, you're not doing it because you know you're trying to do it for the money uh, yeah. or, or anything else you know you're doing it because it's just kind of who you are and and what you're passionate about. and then for somebody to recognize that that's really cool.
1: yeah, so the original contest was truthfully actually only the helmet race suit and some swag. and when they found out who I was and what I had been doing that's when the event became a lot bigger wow. and it became the whole meet Antoine and they phoned Antoine and said to him you know we want to do something different uh something at the time and I think they still are something uncommon was the the catchword that they were using and it really wasn't an uncommon experience uh because you know I always stand at the start line I never get to uh, really get involved with motorsport as far as spectating or, yeah. or, or, being driving, driving at speed. So it was really cool that way. And so the next day was, they said, well, you got to be up in the morning. Cause we're off to do uh, a little bit more. And they said, <laughs> you know, here's a gas card and put some gas in the STI and meet us at Shannonville motorsport park. Nice. And that's where the footage that you see, uh, develops, uh, into being out on track. So it was personal instruction on uh, driving skill, performance, driving skill from Antoine uh, himself that's and because so of, cool. yeah, it was very cool because of the pandemic. I think like there's one point where we're in the cars, we're both masked up or whatever, but they had two cars and he was in one and I was in the other. And we had like walkie talkies and it was like, we were doing lead follow exercises and the weather was absolutely perfect. I'd mentioned before how it was a year to the day and yeah. it was like 70 degrees out today and beautifully sunny. And I thought to myself, you know, this is beautiful weather. And, uh, going back to that event when I did it was, was like pouring rain and it was cold And I think that that weather being a Subaru was way better than it being on a dry track. Like today would have been a dry track up there. Yeah. And you can see the footage where the cars are sliding around. They're flying through the water. And there's a photo that Nathan took that like, it's really amazing. He's got a couple of them where the STI is like flying through, like there was standing water on the track and it flies through and it's just like parting the sea. And you can see all this big spray and splash of water and the STI like coming through there. Um, really a great, a great photo and made for some great video in that, uh, in that, uh, that piece that Subaru Canada put out. So yeah, it was about, I think we did about a half day of personal driving instruction from Antoine and he put me through my paces and I, I gained a lot of confidence, um, in, in kind of some performance driving, um, and it was it was a total blast. I mean, I don't really get out to do stuff like that. Yeah, in the video
0: you can see like some drifting going on through the turns. Was that you? Um
1: there was in the video I'm I'm thinking that all the good drifting was him, and if there was any <laughs> bad drifting, it was probably me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, um, but still a good experience either way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they cut all they we they probably generated way more video. I'm gonna say that the the most of the drifting content in there w- was was his footage, um, and rightly so because he makes those cars look just so great flying through that that water. He's a fantastic driver. Yeah, yeah. That was a pretty incredible experience. And yeah, for I mean, sure.
0: And then, like you said, for them to change it up for you like that—that's, I mean, that's really cool. I mean, you don't yeah i'm sure they, that was just you know knowing that they did that was pretty crazy
1: yeah they talked about that that night the pr um team that was there and um i i actually asked them at dinner i'm like this this isn't like this is for me and they're like yep you found us out <laughs> we did this for you the whole dinner and track experience yeah um and they rolled that like props to them they rolled that whole event out like from the time they basically told me that i think they had it all like down place booked and track experience and call antoine and antoine was like yeah absolutely i'm totally in that's, um, yeah. That's all awesome. within like seven like less than a week probably just wow. a couple of days or something yeah Man. yeah it was really great that's yeah to pull that together that quickly that's pretty awesome yeah so yeah for anybody listening you can see it on um subaru canada's channel it's called the ready from factory contest there's a couple videos there's basically the lead up one uh that's basically showing like you know what the car is capable of with antoine like racing around oro station um track that's under construction and then the subsequent video is the follow up with me um and making me look you know I call it my three minutes of fame. <laughs> if you look at my Instagram, it's like yeah. I was famous for three minutes.
0: No, that's really cool. The other thing I want to talk about as far as like you had that racing experience, which I know is like really, really cool and unique for sure. But looking through your Instagram, I we had talked about this before we started recording, but I've seen a lot of photos of you in the snow And you kind of joked and was like, oh yeah, I realized not everybody knows what that's like because (laughs) I don't get to experience that really. I only experience it the one time. So for, I mean, for you, I'm sure it's probably no big deal because you deal with it all the time. But, you know, I've talked to other people too that have driven through snow and it's like, that's the one thing that, I mean, like when we had the freeze here, I wouldn't really, it was fun, but it's not like the experience that I think it could be and should be. Um, So what I mean, what is, I guess my point too, is like, I wonder if people that do it all the time, if they kind of take it for granted that they get to drive through snow all the time.
1: Oh, probably. (laughs) I mean, here in Southern Ontario, like where I live in Niagara, we don't really get winters the way that we used to. Um, we do get, you know, fairly significant snowfalls that time, but sometimes it gets above, above freezing and then it goes away after that, you know, and you're back to like yeah five degrees or whatever. And, and so I try to get out when, you know, once in a while, I, I didn't really take the STI. Like I drove it in the winter last time, last year. Um, but I had my Impreza at the time too, um, which I would take out more just because it was my daily. And Yeah. Um, You're just the, in it more. Yeah. The Impreza, though, like that car, like the Subaru's all wheel drive system, like I would go up to Tall Pines and I'd get my work assignments. And, you know, some of the roads, they put the medical boat partway down the stage because the stage is so long and talking to the organizer and I'd be like, how am I getting out there? And he's like, well, there's like a snowmobile trail that's shut down or like a four (laughs) by four path that goes into the stage. And we want you at like, you know, at the 15 kilometer mark. And yeah, that's about where we want you. And so I was like, how am I going to get my Impreza down that? And it, and it would like, Without a doubt, it it would make it. Like, even that, like, I wasn't lifted or anything. Yeah. That car I've taken to places that I probably shouldn't have (laughs) taken it in snow. Like, and then it's always good to, you know, as we talked about before, it's always good to go out in a nice open parking lot and turn off the traction control and make yourself look like a a damn hero (laughs) sliding around. Yeah. But, I mean driving in snow is just a part of life here. And actually an interesting story is we got like a snowfall last winter that we did not have in quite a while. And so I had my STI and my commute to work was about 50 kilometers through like country roads. Mm -hmm. And so I just got up in the morning and cleaned the snow off and got in my car and drove. And so I drove my STI 50 kilometers to work and my partner who drove a, you know, albeit a two wheel drive pickup truck, he couldn't get to work because he couldn't get out of his driveway. So I drove 50 kilometers in my (laughs) STI and I was like, honestly, it's it's not lowered and it's not lifted it's it's a fairly stock car i was plowing snow with my sti and it just would not let me down and i made it to work grabbed the ambulance and i drove to my partners and picked them up and and then drove there them back go. to our station but yeah the subaru got me to work that day i feel like living up here like you literally if you own a subaru you can't call into work for first because <laughs> you would yeah. make it
0: i've heard somebody say that before yeah they're like yeah, you have a
1: Subaru, Come on. so we'll see you really? at 7 a.m. Yeah. Like, get to work. <laughs> yeah, that's funny.
0: Yeah, so if owning a Subaru, if you've got a snow day, there's no excuse. So just think, you know, you're talking about driving to work and everything. What's the furthest distance you've driven in any of your Subarus? Because I know, I'm guessing maybe across Canada, because you had mentioned
1: that earlier. Yeah, so what happened with that was... um I, um, we, we've got family out in BC and I wasn't sure that we, uh, could get, I could get the time off and, um, I adopt old dogs, which kind of, we adopt old dogs my wife and I, and and it it basically, um, Subaru, uh, and their dog thing is, is totally, (laughs) uh, totally a real thing. Yeah. So. Um, I made a decision that, you know, I had been in the past a truck driver and and drove all over the place, but I'd never really driven across Canada because of where I live. We always do, you know, Eastern seaboard and, you know, I'd been into the States for rally and for work and stuff like this. So when I wasn't sure I could get the time, I mean, I said, you know, just book the ticket for yourself. And if I get the time, I'll figure out a way to get there. And for me it was an opportunity that I was pushing <laughs> to <laughs> basically be able to drive across this country. Um, because I had driven across the US to, you know, to California as a driver uh, yeah. commercially. And then I wanted to do it um as like a bucket list item, uh, something that I'd done in my lifetime. So ended up uh you know, throwing our um probably at the time like ten or eleven year old Labrador retriever. Um threw them in the old Impreza. <laughs> the car had like two hundred and eighty thousand kilometers on it. Oh. And I, you know I <laughs> that's bought. kind of a risk, huh? Uh, well, I mean it is and it isn't with the Subaru. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly. The uh I think you guys have we call it CAA up here. It's the Canadian Automobile Association. You got AAA down there. Yeah. So I bought like the premier, like they're going to tell you like 500 kilometers, no charge. They'll come get you anywhere. There you and I I got that membership and I was like, all right, I'm, I'm driving across Canada in this Subaru. And I loaded the dog in the car and we drove. So in Canada, um... There's the easy way out, and then there's the tough way of doing it. And the easy way out is to drive south through the states. So you end up going, uh, I think, maybe crossing in Michigan. You go south of the Great Lakes, and you cross back over maybe in Manitoba or something like this. Mm -hmm. And it was a a definite decision that I was not going to do that. (laughs) I was going the Northern route and I was going over top of Lake Superior and Ontario is pretty big. Um, it takes basically 24 hours of driving to get out of this province when you're going West. Wow. Um, so my first stint, you know, living in Niagara Falls, uh, my first stint was driving to a place called Wawa, Ontario. And then the next stint ended up being uh, all the way from, from Wawa to Kenora. And so I had this lab that just like as a dog, he, he was amazing. He just integrated well with, with the drive. And it's, it's tough to put, you know, to put a human body into a car and drive that distance. Um, and then, you know, to have an animal with you. So I planned the route up basically to, uh, you know, have stop at dog friendly hotels and, you know, experience this thing. And then, you know, I hadn't seen family in a while that lived in various locations. And I, and I got a text message saying like, Oh, I hear you're coming, you know, you're coming West. And this wasn't, you know, ultimately the, you know, the destination, it was partway along. So here I am and I get this message in Kenora, which is on the uh, Ontario Manitoba border. And, um, I made a decision that, you know, uh, the stop was to stop in Canmore, Alberta. And, and so I said, you know, all right, I'm going to be there if you want to meet up and here I am in my Subaru with my dog and all I, I drove 16 hours straight, um, to get to, you know, and that's across, I don't know how far you've been up here, but that was from Ontario, Manitoba, um saskatchewan and alberta like all those provinces i just did in one shot i always stopped to let the dog out get more gas um and get more coffee and we just (laughs) kept going yeah and um and it was an amazing trip actually like it was it was really good and i was really happy to do it in that car and just knock something off of the bucket list and it was in around like december christmas time and so i I made it out there and then the highways got closed out in BC. So I was stuck out there for a little bit. I sat in the car in Revelstoke. Um on the way back. The trip out was good, but the way back there was some pretty pretty bad weather or whatnot that had the highways shut down. And there's no way around when you get shut down in the mountains. You just have to wait. Yeah, you just literally wait until they clear the weather passes or whatnot. So I had I had my dog and it was him and I, and uh, it was actually really special to share that trip with one of our older rescue dogs. Um, and just it'd be me and him and this car that just I never used that CAA. I never ended up, <laughs> yeah, I've never ended up needing it. And I drove out to BC and back, and I was back home on Christmas Eve uh, back here in Ontario. That's um, nice it was a, a nice round trip pulled it off and i can't say enough about that car because i put it through its uh, paces and and it, it really brought something to my life that was that was super special
0: yeah it's i mean and that's what's really cool about having people on here is is to hear the stories of things that they've done with their car in their car because of their car you know and it's yeah. like just the way that it's, and then so many people say it, you know, I just bought a car, but this car has become so much more than just a car. It becomes, you know, you get get you introduced to this community and then it just, it's beautiful from there.
1: Yeah. And it, I mean, it, it brings community together. It, it brings, um, experiences that you you may have never had if you own some other brand. Like I couldn't have done half the stuff that I had done if I owned, you know, Dodge some truck domestic still. product or that, do- well, that Dodge truck wouldn't have made it across. Yeah, Canada. No, no, no. <laughs> so it, yeah, it worked out super, super well. Um And I've got my STI now and I've got my, my Forester that I'm going to, you know, get all, it is fixed up. I just got to get it back to, uh you know, lifted or at least a standard stock height. put some skid plates on it the sti um i've started um i've started taking out and doing some lapping with just kind of trying to challenge myself and beat my own time on on some driving on the track but um you know a lot of people expected me to go by that world rally blue uh (laughs) sti and um the sti is not named not named pearl but uh she is that color yeah Um, a friend of mine who i work with um karen she had bought an outback and uh, she brought it to work one day and i saw that that crystal white pearl paint job and i needed to have it and yeah i remember when i got my car and people were like Oh, of all people, you didn't buy world rally blue, and I'm like, <laughs> but have you seen this crystal white pearl? It looks amazing.
0: Yeah. There's, there's sometimes when you're like under the right light in the evening, it just, yeah. it really, really brings out that, that paint. And it just looks so beautiful
1: because like during no the,
0: light. during the day, you know, when the sun is really, really bright, it just looks white, but you see it yeah. under just that rye type of lighting in the evening and it just, man, it's beautiful
1: there's no light like gas station light there's something yeah. about gas stations reflecting off that paint in the middle of the night when you've been out for a night drive and you're just getting that last you know that tank of gas to fill up and go home after you've been out for been out for a bit of a cruise or you're coming home from from an evening out and you just look at it and it's just yeah it's pretty amazing
0: yeah so you do you've done rally stages as far as just like driving down the rally stages and You've been through snow and everything, but have you ever experienced like driving off road the way that cross tracks and outbacks and foresters do, you know, over trails and like rougher terrain? Have you ever experienced that either ridden yeah, with so somebody the,
1: or driven? The STI or sorry, forgive me. The Impreza, um, it was definitely subjected to that. With the STI being what it is, it's over my right shoulder there, and it's no longer my daily driver. It it, it gets, uh, you know, some white glove treatment. I've got a, I've got actually a detailer that takes care of it. Um, I am that guy, (laughs) um, but it's been a car that I really wanted for a long time. And then, you know, what it means to me in the, the product line change, um, more of that stuff has come with the Impreza, um, and and even to be able to put it in the car that wasn't lifted, I've had that Impreza, you know, stuck um, some of the rally roads. As you, as the cars compete, they basically like the road deteriorates, uh, if you will. Yeah, yeah. And so I've had the Impreza where you know, I had to make a choice of like the rally cars go by and they create like deep ruts because they're they're higher horsepower, all wheel drive. So then when I make my pass, I basically have to avoid the ruts and I have to like straddle it. Yeah. Move up and over to the left. Exactly. Straddle it. And, and there's been times where unfortunately, you know, um, I've always rally sweep Ontario's got my back, um, and they're not, <laughs> they're not far, yeah. uh, to pull me out. But what happens is the, you might hit a water crossing or where there's a, a, a big mud puddle and it just pulls you in. Like it just pulls you in and, and you're, you're done. Yeah. And so I get on the radio and, you know, a friend of mine, uh, I call him and, and he, he doubles back to come get me. And, um, but yeah, I've had that car, uh, you know, off road and through mud puddles and through water crossings. We had a, uh, at Islands. There was one year that was uh, particularly wet. There was a lot of water, um, spring runoff, if you will. And I had uh, it's deeper down in my in my Instagram feed, but there's a picture of uh, the water is up to the door sills. I opened up the door, and and the water was like you know how. You know, Jeep people will do a water crossing they get the water. It that yeah. was literally my Impreza, and it didn't let <laughs> oh, no. me down. It, it was yeah. it was amazing. That's so good. I've done a fair bit that way. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So what would you say that owning your Subarus and being part of the Subaru community, like, how
1: has it changed your life? It um, it brings obviously. You know, you you've identified it already. You've you've answered the question by asking the question the the community is 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 quite a thing. Um, it makes me want to get out more, it makes me um, want to do the things that I want to do. I'm, I'm a driver through and through I like the psychology of driving. Um, I like what what driving does to the mind state, um, the ability to be Um, you know, the jobs that I do are, are fairly high stress and, and to be able to go out and just drive in my car and get my mind off the day's work. Um, it's said that, you know, I've, I've read books in detail. There's not many, but there's a couple that study the psychology of driving and they basically say state that, you know, the mind state when you're driving is unlike any other. And I truly believe that. And so that's a change. Um, in my life that basically to be able to get out and have this car that I've dreamt about for, for so long. And, you know, I've got this 22 year old Forrester out in the driveway that, um, when I drive it around gets more looks than even the SDI <laughs> does sometimes Yeah, because, you know, um, Lowered. it seems to be that some of the younger, um, Subaru fans like really appreciate those older like Foresters that SF style that square boxy you don't see things like that anymore so it gets a bit of a double take and and then to have had the Impreza to allow me to spend time with my my old dog who unfortunately passed away our old dog um uh, it gave me an opportunity to do a unique trip and uh, experience with him. And, you know, when Subaru basically gets down to it and they start their marketing, I think a lot of it is, um, it's, it's true. Like, it's, it's not fake stuff. Like, when they say that, you know, the Subaru brings you to an uncommon experience, uh, that's the marketing that they're using here in Canada. I don't know if, if Subaru America uses that, but it's it's currently what they use. And I look back on it and everything that a Subaru or this car or these cars have done to me has been an uncommon experience. has been something that maybe I wasn't going to uh, encounter if I didn't own the brand or if I didn't yeah. have their products. So that's definitely how it's changed my life. It makes me want to get out more. It makes me want to live more. Uh, I challenge myself when I take the STI out to the track and try and beat my own time around the course. It's not racing. I'm not out there, you know, abusing the car or whatever, but I'm driving it for, as they say, it's ready from factory. And I've, I've basically experienced that firsthand. I mean, from from the YouTube video and um, having the meeting with um, Antoine and the track experience it's created a hunger for me to to not only drive the car more but live more um, to live in the moment to uh, get out there and do the things that i've dreamt about you know driving a, a beautiful car at speed or offering support to a community that needs it uh, to, uh, make sure that they're safe and they're having a great time driving their cars at at the upper limits and meeting people. Um, I don't think I would have had the opportunity to meet the people uh, that I have if it wasn't for owning this car. And when I had to, you know, find a fast fix and something that was reliable and drive, uh, you know, have a daily driver, but then could go and chase rally cars through the woods and meet people and then have this experience. Uh, I don't think I could have done it with another platform. And, and basically that's, you know, in a nutshell, I could talk about all night about it, how it's changed my life, but that specifically is what it's done for me. It's put me more in the moment. It's allowed me to spend the last uh, years with a dog. It's allowed me to visit family on the other side of the country. What else can you say has done that for an individual?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's definitely owning these cars and being part of this community. It just brings something, like you said, uncommon and unexpected because a lot of people, I think, buy these cars and they just think they're buying their next car. And then next yeah. thing you know, six months later, a year later, you, you look back and you're like, what was I doing with my life before this? And I couldn't imagine it being any different right now. And I couldn't imagine not having this car and not being in this community.
1: Yeah. The only thing that comes of it that, uh, you know, I mean, you, you get the Subi wave. Um, I think what, what ends up happening is like, I think I was driving around in my Impreza doing the Subi wave and, And, uh, you know, nobody would, it was just an Impreza and you might get the odd (laughs) one back. And then all of a sudden I'm out in this STI and like other WRXs are, you know, giving you the Subi wave or whatever. I I find I give it back and there's probably like, you know, 70 year old woman driving to the grocery store that was like, why is that guy waving at me? (laughs) I'm I'm just trying to drive my cross track. And I'm like, but you have that. Um, I can't remember the name of the color color of it, but it's up and if it's I think it's available in the States, but it's like a bluey gray.
0: Oh, I think yeah. they call
1: it cool khaki, gray clacky. khaki gray or yeah, something cool, like this. Cool gray khaki. Yeah, yeah. That's the one. And like I see those go by or the orange ones, and I'm like totally stoked to see these cars. <laughs> and you wave, and it's like some guy, and he's like, Why is that guy waving at me? And I'm like, Because you own. yeah do you you know know
0: what what you you have yeah Yeah. i know
1: i think that too but i think you know for like you said you buy this car and i mean i only bought it because i needed something reliable in my mind um i needed something that was easy to commute in and i wanted something i could use at the rally and here i am sitting with a guy on a podcast from houston talking to him about these really (laughs) special cars yeah. Listening to all, your uh, all your episodes, or as many as I can, like that. I don't know that that exists anywhere else in in the automotive world.
0: Yeah, and you're way up there in Canada.
1: Yeah, and hey. it's it's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't, now I'm self conscious. How many times have I said "a" in this uh, podcast? I don't, I don't
0: know that you have. So, yeah,
1: I, yeah. We're near the border, so I think we're pretty much considered Americans. <laughs> Well,
0: I want to say thank you for taking the time to, to do the podcast and for you know, sharing your story. And I think what you're doing out there, being able to use your what you were already doing as a career to now be out there on the stages for all the drivers and co-drivers and just people in that rally world, you know, I think that's pretty amazing what you're doing.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty special. And I really hope that there's an opportunity for you and I to meet up at a rally, maybe down in the States at some time. And you're welcome to be my driver anytime. I don't get to work at the ones right. in the States, but um, basically I'm limited to, to Ontario at this point. But okay. I, I go down there and if I can do anything like spectate or haul a couple cars out west or something, whatever level I can be involved at, I'm always happy to. Um, yeah. And and get out there and do that. So, yeah. Yeah, it'd be good if you and I could socialize face-to-face at some point. Yeah. Um, get out there.
0: Yeah, I know. I want to try to meet as many people as I can. So
1: I don't know off the top of my head if there's any rallies around you, but we'll look at that and, and see where we end up.
0: Yeah, sounds good. I did want to say one more thing. I know you had mentioned the uh, most recent episode. You were saying Wraith Trek, but it was Dark Wraith. Oh oh,
1: my bad! They're both wraiths. I'm so sorry. There's some. (laughs) There's a couple wraiths. Am I right? Yeah. There's
0: there's a wraith Trek, He was episode three, and then there's dark wraith. So okay, I stand half of it right.
1: (laughs) Yeah, my apologies to them both. I I do follow them both, um, and they both, respectively, have amazing cars. Yes. um, And and very 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 interesting people to uh to have had on the podcast. It was it was really good. yeah You're bringing Thank the community you. together, man. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Well yeah. you have a good night. And uh again, it was great having you on and talking.
1: Yeah. If anybody wants to ever get in touch, I'm Rally Medic on Instagram. I'm always happy to talk if you're in the area. Um that's always a thing. So yeah, really, really cool. And I appreciate the opportunity uh just to talk with you tonight and We can talk again in the future, man. Yeah, sounds good. You have a good one. And you. All right. Thank you so
0: much for listening to another episode of the Subi and You podcast. If you're not doing so, go give Justin, aka Rally Medic, a follow on Instagram and show him some Subi love. I'm also going to put the link for his YouTube video that he talked about in the episode notes, so you can check that out as well. It's, uh, it was pretty cool seeing that he had shown it to me a long time ago when we first started talking about him getting on the podcast. So go check that out. Go give him a follow. And thank you all again so much for listening and for supporting the podcast. Hope you all have a great week. We will see you on Wednesday for the Subi Scoop. And then another episode next Monday, of course. Getting even closer to episode 100. So... We'll be there soon. Talk to you later.